0: Here's some things I I, I saw on the wonderful interweb uh, today, just about trade descriptions and people complain about their holiday. And uh, it's really important that you understand what you come to or what you go to, otherwise you get comments like this. We went to Spain and had a problem with the taxi drivers. They were all Spanish. (laughs) We booked an excursion to a water park, but no one told us we had to bring our own swimsuit and towels. We assumed it would be included in the price. The beach was too sandy. We had to clean everything when we went back to our room. The sand was not like the sand in the brochure. Your brochure shows the sand to be white. It was more yellow where we were. <laughs> uh... Although the brochure said that there was a fully equipped kitchen, the brochure said there was a fully equipped kitchen, but there was no egg slicer in the drawers. (laughs) I think it should be explained that the brochure in our our local Turkish convenience store does not sell proper biscuits like custard creams or ginger nuts. (laughs) And last one, this is just great. It took us nine hours to fly home from Jamaica to England. It only takes America three hours to get home. That seems unfair. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's really good. It's really important that you know what uh, what you've signed up for, whether it's be a holiday or whether you're coming to a seminar. So what you've signed up for this morning, this afternoon, is to is to learn about prophecy. And by the time you go, actually, we want to equip you. You'll be hearing God. Because actually, who here is a child of God? Who's here is a son or a daughter of God? Okay, who's here has God as their father? Yeah. Okay, so one of your birthrights, if you like, is to hear the Father speak, hear the Son. So, In actual fact, in order for you to have got the birthright, you've already heard the Son speak, because you cannot come to the Father except the Son spoken to you. Okay, so if I ask you, who's already heard God's voice? Now, it would be the same number. Because if you if you are a child of God, you became a child of God through the call of God. Now whether that came through a preacher or a passage or a prayer, it came because you heard God's voice. Did you know that? So you've already heard God's voice. He's a speaking God. Isn't that just amazing? And get this. So you know the story of sin, how it starts in the Bible? Okay, we better get Genesis. Yeah, you know the story. So Adam and Eve, they sin, they br- they, have, they have disobeyed God. And we know the rest of the story. Even in sin, they still hear God's voice. They're in the garden walking and God says, where are you? Even in sin, Adam still hears God. So even if today you consider yourself, actually, I'm not in a good place. First of all, get right with God. But even in sin, even people outside this campsite who do not know God can hear his voice. There's nowhere, there's no life circumstance that takes you where God's voice cannot be heard. So what about this then? Imagine that you were a a baby... um, Imagine you were a child and as a child you, uh, uh, you were born premature and as you're born premature just the roof of your mouth isn't joined together, the front of your lip isn't joined together and you're told this child's going to have serious difficulty talking, it's going to need speech therapy and then you jump and, and then you get to meet me. So you think, okay, what disqualification might you have that's actually prophetic gift is like a speaking gift. Why would you give that to someone who's like, well they're going to have to have speech therapy. And you know. Actually, certainly the engineers and uh, the, um, the doctor did a good job of pulling me back together again. But there's, there's no circumstance of your life that disqualifies you for God's call. Because you wouldn't choose someone who's, you know, have that said over them, would you? To be prophetic, because that's a speaking gift, and certainly put me in front of a a school children for 20 years, or to to speak, uh, to preach. So, whatever circumstance you feel, so whether it be sin, or whether it be your life circumstance, where you would feel, that disqualifies me from hearing God's voice, the Bible would say, Jesus has made a way... For you to come in and hear the Father and for you to begin to learn to hear his voice. Does that sound good news? Yeah? So wherever you're at on this scale, God can reach you, bless you, God can reach you and God can begin to speak to you for others. Wouldn't that be amazing? That you could begin, take another step on that journey so let's imagine here's a line Okay, so here right at the beginning I've I've never ever verbally expressed what I think God might be saying I'm not even sure some of these thoughts are they his are they mine what are they is it pizza and at the other end we've got Jesus the perfect son of God who who his relationship with the Father is just awesome, and he only does what he sees the Father. Wherever you're at, so we just now say, "Okay, God, I'm committing for you to take me a step." You up for that? Okay, so or you maybe you think I'm already here, and I am going to listen to Mark a bit later, and and I, I'm going to get to him. Wherever so you ask the Holy Spirit, let's say, Holy Spirit, will you take me? A step forwards. I trust you to show me what the next step is. As I listen to Adrian, I listen to Mike. Just open my heart to you, Holy Spirit. What's the next step that I need to take? You up for that? Yeah. Okay. you be praying that as I'm speaking, because growing in prophecy is less about education. In our country, we know we value education, and it's okay, it's good, but. Growing in prophecy is more about revelation, and revelation isn't the same as education. <laughs> okay, so you might be wanting to write down lots of facts, and they could be really helpful. But to grow in prophecy, you need some ah. Okay, so I am a child of God. Oh, okay, so it is okay if I and I get it a bit wrong. Oh, it is okay to. Okay, so those ah moments is that we want you to have today. So we uh, lead a church in Kettering, my wife, I don't know where Where's coming, somewhere at the back, okay, so we, we lead a church in Kettering in the, in the middle of the UK there and the reason we do that is because of God's prophetic word. It wasn't like, a, okay shall we, sharp we, let's write some things down, God spoke to us, we were very happily in another town just being part of the church and God spoke to us uh, through other prophetic words and pro- direct to ourselves and so we moved ourselves and our family and relocated into a, into a small uh, church plant because of God's word it, it can be powerful can't it and maybe some of you are here or you're in churches that you know there's been some of that prophetic word spoken over you. So I was at another place and, uh, and uh, often I find that God stirs me with compassion. So I'm there and I, I just spot a lady. Uh, it's all right, crying. It was just a lady in the, in the congregation. And I just felt really uh, compassion. I begin to speak over her. And I begin to say... That actually, God says it's the time for you not living in black and white and grey, but to step into colour. It's a time of spring, and it's a time of although it was November, it's a time of spring. It's a time of life. It's a time of God's colour for you. And she begins to cry, and and she tells me afterwards, uh, actually I've I've been a widow for a year, and just finding that life is grey. And I've seen her since, I've been other places, and she begins to sing out prophetic songs. She says that moment flipped her from living in the grey and the black and white of what is surely painful grief to living in colour and knowing, hey, I have got a purpose. God's got a call in my life and he loves me. So prophecy for her set her life in a fresh course and fresh life. It's powerful. It's powerful. So let's be eager to prophesy. Let me just tell you a little bit about the Bible. Bible, because the Bible is one long prophecy really, it's God's voice to you and I that's what prophecy is, so it starts, wherever we start in the Bible we find God's talking to people God's leading them, he's showing them clouds and fire he's speaking to them out of a donkey he's speaking to them, right at the start he's walking in the garden Adam how is it, What, what have you called that one, what have you called that animal, God's enjoying relationship, you and I were made for relationship. And the basis of relationship isn't just feelings... It's part of it, but it's communication too, isn't it? If you're in any relationship, it's not just oh we feel nice. Actually, there's a conversation, a communication that goes. So these first couple, Adam and Eve, have a relationship face to face, and then we go through the Bible. There's particular individuals, prophets, who have God speak to them, and some of them have God speak to them like really odd things. Like, I mean, imagine hearing this. You know, I want you to lie on your side for three and a half years or whatever it is. I want you to Cooks some donkey poo and, and I, I want you to cook something on human excrement. I, I want you to make a hole in the wall. So there were prophets and God spoke to them and you could name uh, a whole bunch of them. And then there's Jesus comes, God, the very prophet of God, the son of God. He's God speaking to us direct. And when you hear Jesus speaking, it's God speaking wow how good was that and then something amazing happens because up until that point if we needed to hear God's word we've got to get to Jerusalem we've got to find where's Samuel the prophet I need some of God's word are you always not here oh we've got to travel to another town what does God say we've got to find God Samuel will you ask God for us what does he think about wouldn't that be oh, wasn't that hard work but something amazing happened because of the work of Jesus on the cross do you know in Acts 2 the passage that are, are perhaps one of the most uh, well known passages in the Bible that we love to quote you want to, if you have the Bible or a phone just flick there Acts chapter 2 and we're going to look at verse 16 and 17 Acts chapter 2 verse 16, 17 and 18. Okay? So you know know what happens, Pentecost, the Spirit comes upon the disciples. It's amazing, they had no idea what was going to happen. Every day was like, another prayer meeting Peter? And Peter says, yeah, that's what he told us to do. What, another one? Can't we go fishing? No. He said wait, he said stay, he said pray. Every day like that for days, weeks. Let me just encourage you, if you're praying for something, you do not know how far away the answer is, so don't stop. If God is calling you and told you to pray, don't make your hour time calendar the limit, make what he says to be stirred Say, God has told me to pray and keep going God would you release grace to pray some of you will be intercessors I'm sure some of you you will love to pray maybe hard to pray but you love to pray God would you release intercession in our hearts and faith to praying it's the flip side of hearing God's voice it's carrying God's heart and you do that in praying so suddenly this, this one day it's like the spirit comes and there's flames and there's wind and they go they're speaking in different languages they go spilling out on the street uh, It's some of them are looking half drunk and what's going on then Peter stands up thinking, what, has, he, has he been reading the book of Joel I don't know and he says this is what Joel wrote about and he quotes it in Acts 2 he thinks this is amazing what's going to happen God says in the last days so between the ascension of Christ and, and still we're in 2,000 worth of last days 2,000 years God says I will pour out my spirit get that, pour out you're here because of this pouring God would you pour your spirit out sometimes Lord it feels like a, a trickle God would you cascade it you know what pouring out means yeah we had a, one of our kids at home years ago spilt the nappy bucket. The, okay? The nappies that were soaking. It poured out across the bathroom floor. Okay? When the, the, when the Bible's talking about pouring out, I say, God, we want to see a pouring out. You've spoken. Pour out on all people. So what's going to be the sign of this pouring out? We're listening to you, Joel. We're listening to you, Peter. God underlines this. I pour my spirit out on all people. Your sons and daughters will... Pray for the sick. Preach and see thousands saved. Your sons and daughters will... Prophesy. Okay, your young men are going to see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In this pouring out of the spirit season, the last days that God is... God pour out some more. But where God is pouring out... The key thing is going to be this supernatural interaction between God and us. That's what he's saying, there's going to be dreams, there's going to be vision, and there's going to be prophecy. God's speaking to us. I wonder what we would have written. I wonder if that's your experience. So maybe today's okay God, I'm on this line. I can see that your expectation of the last days is a bit different from my expectation. So God, that's why I'm here. I want to take a step so the reality of what you're saying in Acts is reality in my life. All people, sons and daughters, who here is not a son or a daughter? your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions your old men will dream dreams even on my servants both men and women I'll pour out my spirit And they will prophesy. Isn't it great? In Acts 1, I'll pour out my spirit and you'll be my witnesses. Acts 2, I'll pour out my spirit and you'll prophesy. I wonder if there's a connection between prophesying and witnessing. And there's a life that we... Okay, we want to witness, but let prophecy be part of the witness. Let witness be part of the prophecy. Because both of those things are signs of the Spirit. So we want to see both those things. Pray for your church. And trust that those are experiences and evidences in your church. So, in the New Testament, if we if wish we through, we had time, we would find prophetic churches. We'll explain in a minute what prophetic means, but prophetic churches, churches speaking into their culture in Antioch or Jerusalem and, and Corinth or Ephesus, and part of it was God was with them. God's with them. God's with us now. God's with us now. You don't look so convinced about that. God's with us now. Why not can we stand? I'm provoked. I've just provoked myself. Can I provoke you? I know what it's like. Ham sandwich in the stomach. Comfy chair. No children around for a minute. God is with us, friends. God is here right now. Can we reach our hands out to him? You know, God has sent Jesus so that we can access him. So, Father, we're we're reaching our hands. We want to access something of you. If you pray in tongues, would you just begin to speak out in tongues? Let's just begin to speak out. Just begin to pray out. What we're doing, we're connecting our spirit to his spirit. Father, would you speak? Father, would you draw near, we're drawing near to you. God, would you come among us? Lord, would the of your grace be among us? Father, would you bring encouragement among us? Father, would you bring your life? Oh God, come among us. Come among us, oh God. Should we make some declarations again? Yeah, do you want to lead some? You need some. And let's just take a moment and declare truth. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. I am bought with the blood of Christ. I am bought with the blood of Christ. Jesus lives in my heart by faith. Jesus, Jesus lives in my heart by faith. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I speak to my mind to be alert to the presence of God. I speak to my mind to be alert to the presence of God. Why so downcast? My soul. Okay. Why so downcast, oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Put your hope in God. For yet will I praise Him. Yeah, yet will I praise Him? I choose to worship Him this afternoon. I choose to worship Him I this afternoon. I choose to set my gaze on Him. I choose to set my gaze on Him. Cause I'm seated in heavenly places. Cause I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm an heir with Christ. I'm an heir with Christ. And I thank You, Father, for Your grace thank you, Father, for your grace. And I receive right now all you have for me. And I receive now all you have for me. Lord, I want my inheritance this afternoon. Lord, I want my inheritance this afternoon. that. Yes. Brilliant. Thank you, Jesus. Excuse. Okay, that's good. So what is prophecy? Okay, it's really important if I'm using the word prophecy and you're using it that we have the same uh, thought in our head. So prophecy, what do you think prophecy is? Okay, in this context we're talking that prophecy simply means God speaking to us, God speaking to us and through us to other people. God's speaking to us. So prophecy, two halves. There's hearing God and then there's speaking those words to other people. The other people may be the person sitting next to you and we're going to do some of that in a minute. Other people may be your church leaders. The other people could be the people you work with. God's speaking to you and you passing the message on the words he speaks come from his heart the words of prophecy come from his heart they're not just nice thoughts that we might have, they're thoughts from God's heart and we're passing them on what that means is when we hear God and pass it on it comes through you and I, so God can speak the same prophetic word to Steve and I, but as we bring it, we will not bring it both the same. Because guess what? We're different people. So when you have a prophetic word and God gives you a prophetic word it's not going to be the same way expressed as the person next to you. Even though in essence it's the same word. Because God is not looking for drain pipes God's not looking for drain pipes, dictating machines. God says this and blah, blah. Okay, God's not looking for that. God's looking for interaction with people to carry the message. So for me, as someone who's, I'm quite a touchy-feely and compassion stirs me, so I'm going to often bring a message flavored with that. Someone else who's wired a different way will bring the same message, but they will just bring a slightly different flavor. I want you... God wants you to be the prophesier, the hearer and the speaker made in your shape. Okay? If you try and prophesy like my, me or Rob or anyone else you're robbing God of his jewel that's your shape. So in his crown there's all these jewels that are going to speak of his declaration. Like the nations like churches, like individuals. If they try and be like another person there's something missing. So God loves variety. God loves donkeys and speaks of them. God loves some basically weird guys. Jeremiah. I don't think there's a great guy, Ezekiel. But God loves, okay, I want you to do it like this. Or Agabus, I want you to do it like this. Or Deborah, I want you to do it like this. God loves variety. So Here's here's something to declare over yourself. I won't prophesy the same as anyone else. And that's good. Okay? why don't you say that I won't prophesy the same as anyone else and that's good I will prophesy because I am Adrian so you will prophesy because whoever you are we are not trying to be stereotypes we are not trying to be prophesying like that person or that person because that robs you of your identity God speaks in different ways some of you God will speak and it will be a a feeling a burden And you carry it, and you think I can't express it. So it's okay. Some of you will act out your prophecy. There's a guy you know in the Bible called Hosea, and he's a prophet. Imagine your Hosea and your prophet say, "God, speak to me. I've been praying. I want you to speak to me. I want my life to be prophetic." So God says, "I've answered your prayer, Hosea. I want you to marry a prostitute." God, that wasn't what I meant. I just like I wanted some missionary ministry. I wanted to God. I want you to marry a prostitute because Israel is a prostitute to me and to my love so he he lived out he did speak some prophecy but he lived out you know there's other people who bring prophecy in the Bible and it's not scripture so Isaiah when he prophesies it's all written down we can read his chapters and we can look at the paintings but there's other people who, who are mentioned in scripture but we don't read it's not the same so King David he's got a prophet called Nathan and another one called Gad and they come to him at different times and says David this is what God says and David used to love and he welcomed, they brought the prophetic message. Okay, it's not scripture, there was a different sort. So if they tried to be, I want to be like Moses, I want to be like Abraham here, and David would have missed out. It's great to be have variety in God's uh, in prophetic words. Another thing, prophecy is not speaking the very words of the very God. Whew. Thank goodness for that. Because if you spoke the very words of the very God, like poor Isaiah did, if you get it wrong, then the Old Testament says, you're stoned to death. You're killed. Because you're speaking the very words of the very God. You're representing God. You better get it right. (sighs) that was like a serious call that was a heavy call to carry he thought oh god I, just, I want to be like Bezalel who was called to embroidery in the old tabernacle not the prophecy one but in the new testament something amazing happens. Again, God says, you can all prophesy. You can all prophesy. You can all step out. You can all have a go. You can all begin to listen to me and speak out what I'm saying. And because I'm so liberal and I'm sharing with it, actually, I'm going to work with you while you learn. And so we've turned a new page. So you and I, I can remember my first prophecy, and some of you will remember today, the first prophecy you're going to bring. Am hands were shaking and my knees were shaking. And I just said to a group of students that I was among. I said, God's with us. We're his dearly loved children. And he's got great plans for us. I can remember that from years ago. And and, and then I, I was like a bit tense because I thought, oh, what else does God want to say? God says, it's okay Adrian, I'm going to train you. I'm going to train you and and you won't get stoned if you get it wrong. The great thing about God's grace and this open door that you can all prophesize, God's really delighted to have learners in his kingdom. God loves learners. God loves children. He loves children. And don't you know that when your children start to walk, and they take a tottering step, and then they fall down after one step, you don't say, oh how ridiculous was that? Can't you get across the lounge? You you get on the phone to granny and granddad, you take photos, you put it on Facebook, Walking, they're celebrating. You're celebrating, you're full of life for your child. He's taking a step. That's how God is. You're there, and you think, I'm not sure. I think God's saying, and uh, oh no, my mouth has dried up, and I've stepped out. God is saying, Yeah, Jesus, look at this. See this picture? He posts it on the heavenly WhatsApp page, and everyone, Look at that. They're speaking out my message. And sometimes he said, Adrian I just want to work with you you know when you brought that, I just need you to work on that heart attitude he's not out to stone, he's out to grow me as a son and you as a son and a da- or a daughter he loves to grow prophecy so what I want us to do now, I appreciate there's quite a bit of background noise, i just like us to shut our eyes ok, we're just going to hear God for ourselves now you know when God speaks It's most often I found with a gentle voice. It's most often with a whisper. And so part of learning to hear God's voice is hearing him above all the other noise of voices and stuff we can hear around this room now. But I want you in your mind, would you go to, where is it where you meet God? Go to that chair. Go to your bedroom. Go to that place by the river. Go to your desk. Where is it? Where you regularly meet God? Just picture it there. You're sat on the chair, you say, "Okay, Jesus, here I am." You've got the Bible open. Just okay. See, looking out the window, quietly down. You're saying, "Jesus." What do you think of me? Jesus, what do you think of me? What do you feel about me? Just as you listen, just take a moment. We're not praying. Jesus, what do you think about me? Okay, who thinks, who's wondering, am I might, I have a thought, it feels like a, quite a good thought, oh, maybe was it God, who thinks, I, mean, I would like to say oh it definitely was, but well, yeah I think learning to prophesy and learning to grow, thanks well done, is about having those, God I'm just going to listen to you moments. And on this line, this journey, it starts and basically continues by, Jesus what do you want to say? So whether you're here for the first time, whether you think actually I've began to hear God a bit regularly, actually I, I begin to speak out quite regularly in my church context. Every single one of those times is fueled by God, I'm just going to listen to what you want to say. I'm just focusing my mind on what you want to say. That never stops. It never stops because the basis of prophecy is relationship. If you like, the fuel of prophecy is love. So the basis of it is relationship and the fuel of prophecy is love. Because you love people, because you want to encourage them. That's what's That's what's stirring God's heart. I want to speak to you Adrian, I want to encourage you. I want to bring faith and hope into your life. So he sends these prophetic words. How many of us, you've been somewhere, you've been in meetings, I don't know, and somebody speaks or comes up to you and says, I've just been praying for you, i just thinking God's saying this, so encouraging. You have the opportunities like that, well, either you've Brought something, or perhaps somebody's brought to you. Thought that's so amazing. How did you know? Just so helpful and so timely. In uh, Corinthians, do you want to turn to there now? Corinthians 14. You know the the Bible isn't a um, an A to Z. Do you want a chair, by the way? I mean, there's quite a lot here. Okay. The Bible's not an A to Z, so we don't turn to okay page P for prophecy. Thank <laughs> you. The Bible is this prophetic letter, if you like, the stories of God speaking to man, speaking to God, speaking to man. And so there's this chapter in a book where Paul writes to a church in Corinth, in Greece. And the church in Corinth is full of lots of people prophesying, people leaping up in the middle of meetings and saying, this is what God says. And it's just like chaos and there's other people talking languages. So rather than stop it, Paul says, it just needs to get some order here. But in chapter 14, right at the start, he just gives a, a hint into the heart of God, which echoes what we looked at in Acts 2. Actually, let's, let's look at the last verse of chapter 13. So the last verse of chapter 13. Let me find my Bible here. Here we go. And now these three. Re- Remember when the Bible was written, they didn't have verses or chapter numbers. Okay, it was just one long scroll. And now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Amen, Paul. Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spirit, gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. Okay, so in Paul's mind, it's just going from love to prophecy now I wonder why is that because isn't the fuel of prophecy isn't, isn't that just flowing from God's heart God loves to communicate God loves to speak and it loves to flow out through us in prophecy so when you and I are getting to prophesy we're, we're sitting if you like we're riding the wave of God's love isn't that amazing? So when your hands are shaking, your knees are knocking, you think, I think God's saying this. You're riding the wave of God's love. He loves to communicate. Okay, God, I'm on this wave. Now, because I'm on this wave of love, the flavor of love is going to come out in what you say. Because where's it come from? The heart of God. And what's God's heart full of? Love. So let's read Corinthians 14. Uh, we read verse 1. Follow the way of love, eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. Anyone who speaks in the tongue, languages speaks to God. Okay, so it's like a prayer direction. Verse 3. But the one who prophesies, okay, this is that way of love, eagerly desiring, it's flowing out. You speak to people. For their strengthening, their encouraging and their comfort. Why is that? Because it's coming from the God who speaks with strength and encouragement and comfort. So when we speak, although it's coming through you and I as filters, actually we're going to look for those three ingredients really in evidence. Strengthening, encouraging and comfort. Coming through you because it's come from him with that. And the thing I've had to learn, because I grew up in a home uh, in a church that was cessationist, Okay, if you understand that, when well it says you don't prophesy, it's all finished. So I, I realise you, you grow up with lots of experiences that shape you. So I listened to some prophetic words when I was a teenager but it sounded like really angry words. And God says, I'm going to judge the earth and I'm going to move on it like this and, and I am angry about this. And so I picked up a bit of a time, okay, when God speaks, it's like, a bit of a you've got to sound angry. And maybe if you've been around in churches any long time, there would be people that had a voice just like you and I do, but suddenly when they're speaking God's word, it speaks like this. Not so long. <laughs> okay? You think, okay, that's what I do. Or sometimes you find that prophetic people, because if you're a prophetic, I'm probably you're here, not just intercessors, but I bet there's some sensitive people in the room. Because prophetic people are sensitive often. Why is that? Because... God is able to tune into sensitivity in people that are open in a way that's a bit easier than some people are just like brick walls. Now God can speak to anyone, but God loves the sensitivity. So growing up, I used to resent. I'm, I'm, I'm a very sensitive person, and I used to resent that being a teenager and a young man of sensitivity. I hated being so sensitive until one day God says, "Actually, Adrian, I've made you that way so that you can hear my heart." but you see we're a product of our upbringing and things that have shaped us and you hear how it's done in church and you see people who prophesy and think I must be like this no, 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 no be how you are but look for those three threads strengthening, encouraging and comfort, so we're going to do that right now so can you just get into twos best of all in a two with someone you don't know (laughs) Okay. So this is what we're, gonna, we're in a workshop. We're in a workshop en- environment. Okay. So we're learning. So this is like. Um, Toddler playground, okay? So it's it's really okay to make mistakes and fall over after one step. It's totally okay. But the way you learn to walk across the room is by like picking yourselves up, seeing your dad or your mum going, yay! And you take another step. So we're we're in this environment. So it's okay to have fun, okay? So let's just drop our shoulders a bit and, you know, lean back and, you know, I'm cool with this. Don't tense up. Okay? We're, we're amongst friends. So we're going to pray in a second. I'm going to ask ask God just to speak to us. Now the thing is, when we hear God will speak to us, suddenly we all clench. You know what I mean? And, okay? Just just keep relaxing. Just go with the first thought. Go with the first thought that comes into your mind. Okay? So I want you to choose. I want you to listen to God. Father, would you speak to us about a Bible character? Okay? A Bible character. So, what I want you to do is just choose a Bible character. Okay, choose a Bible character. Holy Spirit, will you highlight a Bible character to us? Okay? Jesus is a good one if you get stuck. Okay, a Bible character, yeah? You've done that? Right, so now we're going to ask Holy Spirit, will you highlight something about that Bible character? Okay, so just picture that Bible character in your mind. Holy Spirit, is it something they're wearing? Is it something they're doing? Is it something about their character? Just... What, what one thing? There could be lots of things that you are drawn to in that character. Okay? So maybe it's what they're doing there. Maybe it's what they're wearing. Maybe it's something that happens to them. Maybe it's something that God has said about them. Okay? So what I want you to do now is... You're going to bring that in an encouraging sense, a strengthening sense, uh, something in a positive way with your partner. So it's going to work like this, okay? So you say, uh, God has just shown me a picture of King David. And I'm reminded that King David was a man who loved to worship God. And then you can begin to speak that over the other person. Eh? God loves you when you're worshipping God loves your songs, God loves the creativity, you can just begin to speak it out, in a conversation you can have your eyes open, ok you begin to speak that out, you may want to pray over the other person as well, but initially just speak it over them in an encouraging way that's going to lift them, the aim of it is that by the time you finish your one or two sentences, they're going to be a bit more, a bit of life a bit of, oh, yes Okay, so just speak it over each other off you go done a Bible character. Okay, God highlights something. So we're listening to God. We're tuning in to God's voice. And then we're speaking it over someone. So who's just been encouraged? All right, so who? Oh, that's good over there. Good. Now you think, Well, that didn't tell me who I'm meant to marry, where I'm meant to live, or okay. Most prophecy, okay, because it strengthens, encourages, and comforts. If we're trying to go for these those big things, you're going to miss. Okay, I only asked my. I think it may have been a couple of times, but it was only a couple of times I asked my wife, "Will you marry me?" and Or the first time she didn't hear. <laughs> okay? So if we're looking for a... She doesn't need those lots of times. Okay, will you marry me? Will you marry me? Lots of times with God, we're looking for those big God, will you marry me words. Most of the time is just God wants to communicate just a level of love and a level of intimacy and a level of relationship. If we're trying to go for those big things, what's next, what's the job? You know, all that sort of thing. We, we miss out. Those things can be really helpful, but God is wanting to build a relationship with you. God just wants to talk to you so you can be on the way to work and you, you see the tree, the sunset, whatever. Say, so God, what do you think about that? And just let him speak to you. Okay, many of you do that already. You, you'll see something there. Wow, God, your majesty, your splendor. So it's just about tuning in. Okay, so we're going to do uh, the same same thing. Okay, so this time we're, we're going to choose a fruit of the Spirit. Okay? the Spirit. Let me remind you, because one of them I'm sure is forgetfulness. There's, <laughs> there's love, joy, peace. It's in Galatians 5 if you need to find Love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control and forgetfulness. Uh, no, no. Uh, okay, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Faithfulness. Good. Okay? So, Holy Spirit, let was just ask again. Holy Spirit, would you show me which fruit do you want to release more of into my partner's life? Okay, this isn't because they haven't got it. But you're going to get to speak life. God grows fruit by his Spirit. You're going to speak that fruit larger in the other person's life. Okay, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Okay. when you've both heard God I want you to begin to speak it over say God would you release more peace would you release your peace would you flood this heart with peace and so on okay. in an encouraging way so we're not saying you haven't got it but you're just like God's wanting to release more of this particular fruit so you're prophesying you're speaking into growing this fruit ok so off you go Gracias. <laughs> So what we've done, we've asked for a Bible character, we've asked, okay, God, um, a fruit of the Spirit. What what I'm doing is giving doorways in, because obviously we could say, okay, let's just listen to God. Now that's like some people giving them a blank sheet of paper. Okay, you think, oh, what, what do I put on the paper? What do I put on the paper? So what I'm doing is just giving you some definition. It's just a way in. Some of you will prefer, and as you grow in hearing God, you can just uh, you just tune in. But you think, oh, where do I start? It's, okay, God would you speak to me in your own time with him God would you show me a bible character that you want to speak to me about Okay, God what is it about that bible character what are they wearing, what are they doing what are they saying that you want to speak to me and you're in a church service you think what does God want to speak about so the next thing we're going to do we're going to just uh, can we get into uh, threes now actually make it fours because then we, we can just put two twos together Okay, in your four, you're going to need one volunteer. So you need one person to volunteer to... (laughs) I'll tell you what you've got to do in a minute. Okay? If we're a five, it doesn't matter. So one person, okay, you're going to... The three of you, we're going to listen to God for this, for the one person. So the person that's volunteer, you're like receiving... So this is what I want you to do. Okay, so this time, because you know we have different love languages and we have different learning styles, so some of you are will be visual, some of you will be auditory. So you can hear something, and you could recite a film script the next day because you've. Some of you, if you've read it, you can recite it. So you have different ways into how you learn. So this one, we're going to ask God. So for you um, visual people, we're going to ask God for a colour. Okay, for the person that you're praying for. So we we'll all do this. Some of you will find it really hard to think of a colour because you're just not a visually wired person. But stick with us because we'll do one more in a minute. That's different. Okay. Okay. So let's just ask God for a colour for this person that you're praying for. Okay, God, show me a colour. Show me a colour for this person. You don't need to say anything just at the minute. Okay. If in doubt, just pick a colour, the first colour that comes to mind. Maybe look at them. We're not trying to tune into the, oh, they've got a red top, so we choose a colour, particularly. I mean, it may be in the end there's a colour on them. Okay, so next thing, God, what do you want to tell me about that colour? You know, colours have meanings, don't they? so you go to an angry teenager's room and probably there's quite a lot of black or dark purple bit of a goth colours going around Okay, so some colours talk about a bit of angst there's some colours that bring peace there's some colours that speak of love there's colours talk to us so just go. what do you want to highlight about that colour I know some of you will find this much easier some of you will think I'm really at sea here because you're wired. we're all wired differently but keep with us Okay, when you've okay, God, this is I think this is what God wants to talk about. Blue. Okay, just begin to just speak it over this person that you're praying for. I just see the color blue, and I think God says this about you through the color blue. Okay, off you go. quite light, encouraging, comforting, strengthening. Okay, just be drawing it to an end if you haven't all had a, just speak it out. 30 more seconds. Okay, experience so far? Yeah, who's still? You okay? so that's good so what these what these folks here found that similar sentiment was being expressed through different colours often you find so the other thing is about prophetic word is that they like can amplify so often you think ok we've had one oh that was my one too I won't bring it because God speaks to you God loves to, ok so you've got a bit and then, or well, maybe someone else can come and they can grow it and they develop the picture. Because otherwise, we opt out. You think, oh, I've, uh, they've said what I was thinking. But maybe you carry an extension, and development of it. So wouldn't it be good just the different ways? That rather than you think, okay, I'm always going to think, oh, they've said it. Maybe you could add to it. Okay, it's not about having the last word or anything. I've just got to get mine in. But it is about sharing. Okay, because you've got a colour, a picture, a view on it too. Because God's speaking to you, and with your colour and their colour, it, it can build. Okay, we can do one last activity, and uh, it'd be really great to choose a different person in your group. Choose a different person. Okay. So for some of you, that visual one, so this gentleman here, that was was quite easy, it just grew in his mind. Okay, so this is for you touchy-feely people. Okay, so what I want you to do is put your hand just on the shoulder of the person that you're listening to God for. Okay. So for me, often if I can touch a person, I, I, I don't know, I, I'm just able to hear clearer in the spirit. I, I don't know why that is, but it just works for me. For some of you, this would be a lot easier than the last one. Others of you will think, I'm just not in touch with feeling things at all. So, But let's just go with it. It's just a different way, okay? So we're going to ask God, would you just talk to me? Would you just give me a sense of a feeling? about this person we're praying for. Don't say anything for a minute. I just want to just talk into that a moment. Just ask God for a feeling. Okay? Right, so here's the thing about feelings. You can obviously tell the person, oh, this is what I'm feeling about you. But the other thing you could do, so let's imagine you're feeling despair, you're feeling lack of hope, what do you want to do? You could comment into that, say I'm just feeling this lack of hope, or flip it over, you could begin to speak about hope, hopefulness. So I think generally, if if God's talking to you and showing you something that's like a weighing down thing, rather than just lay more on top of them, maybe you could speak the positive. So you're feeling a sense of fear, just speak God's peace. You're feeling a sense of angst. Speak God's rest. Yeah, you get the idea? If you're feeling actually God's grace or his kindness, you're feeling God's love, okay, just speak that over. But otherwise, let's speak good over people, rather than if you like, highlight the negative.